Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, uh, and thank God baseball season's almost over. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I can add on to that, and I am the Champ. Aloha. Uh, Green Day got it right when they sang, Wake Me Up When September Ends. <laughs> Actually, give me another day to sleep. Wake me up back October 2nd, just in case there's any rain delays or ties that I have to deal with. Yeah. But, but wait, let's let's wait a second here. Because yeah. You, you, you at least have a major league team, a dog, in the fight. I do. I don't even have that anymore. Yeah, so, that's, that's like, a good point. So let, let me ask you something. How have you been able to survive, like, you know, the last, before last year, right? Because the Phillies made the playoffs. If you weren't in the race, like, how did, how did you find the strength to go on? Because I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. trying to get the horse across the finish line. Um, that's a good question because I definitely wouldn't root for anyone in the in the National League if it wasn't for the Phillies. Uh, I I kind of hooked my what is it hooked my horse to the to the Astros wagon the past couple of years because I just I remember I would I'd watch them and I still watch them at night and um, I, I think they were fun to watch. I you know all those years. Uh, I always felt like uh, I wish the Phillies were like this team, <laughs> like to put the ball in play and have good pitching and good defense and can put the ball out once in a while. And uh, but net, yeah, the past couple of years I, I felt like the Phillies are are fun to watch and uh, they they're kind of tripping up a little bit lately, but I think they'll be okay. Good for you for being able to watch other teams or continue to watch baseball. I don't think I've watched. A game in, or even highlights of the game um, in, I don't know, three, two months, three months, something like that. Yeah, it's been bad. So. Oh, you haven't watched oh, well. that long? Yeah, the Cardinals started stinking. They they were bad in April, started to turn it around in May, and then June they played like crap. Yeah. And by the end of June, I'm yeah. like, well, unless like, I, you know, I'll still follow stats and, and obviously still make my moves. And in, in the Bush League, to be fair to the league, yeah, but they are. I just they're just a bad fundamental team. Everything yeah. has collapsed around them, and I don't know how they're going to recover from this because um, they need three arms. They could have you and Bill in the pitching staff. You guys would be slotted in at three and four next year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm the answer. I think I would be like yeah. Wainwright. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, we we thought we were signing the Burke of 04, not 2023. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I I feel bad for Wainwright because he needs two more wins to get the 200, and I, mm. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess he'll he'll have three starts. I mean, I guess they're going to start him. To, oh, yeah. To well, try to get him there. Yeah, yeah, and they should. I mean, they they've already abandoned their dignity, so. <laughs> when that's abandoned, what? Yeah. There's no there? there's no bad decisions after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's get in into this. I, I guess we got to cover the league at some point, at some point in here. And that, although the league is very exciting, uh, I will tell you that I I I monitor it pretty closely during the day, every morning. Um, so yeah, I I. I think it's been uh, it's been good. You know what? I'm going to give ourselves props for for being able to get carry on with the podcast as bad as our teams are doing. I I, I want these guys to know this is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> right? No, it's not. But it has been it has been exciting for the uh, you know the top five and and specifically the top two or three. Um, Yes, I've been mon- I monitor it during the day and as well as at at night, you know, in the morning. So all right, all right. We'll we'll talk about that more when we get to the standings review. Yeah, because uh, we 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 have to deal with something with the uh, drop ad. So we'll we'll get to that. Uh, let, let's go okay. transactions. Uh, three teams, four players, actually five players, but we'll deal with that here in a minute. Um, so the Bulls, uh, Ryan Brazier. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, for the Dodgers. Yep. Picked him up for a dollar. He also picked up Jacob Young, another Washington outfielder who uh, looks like he's going to get some playing time. 
uh, he picked him up for six bucks, which is, I guess he felt like he needed a everyday player that, that could fill in. So he spent some money on him and, uh, hopefully he's hoping that he can, those two guys can uh, fill some holes. Uh, Bearcats pick up Trevor McGill, your guy. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, when did he? Uh, wait, is this Trevor McGill? Tyler oh, McGill. no, this is Trevor McGill. You, yeah, you had Tyler McGill. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This is the guy from Milwaukee. Uh, drops Sean Mania, uh, who really, boy, you talk about a a guy who had a lot of hype. Sean Mania, he just never could get it together in the National League after May of last year. Um, I would say last year he was he was the he was the big big thing. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, Snapman pick up Joey Lucchese for a dollar. Drop Steven Matz. I, I guess Matz is on the IL. Is he out for the? Yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah. Oh boy, you guys got two. He could be their opening. He could be the Cardinals' opening day starter next year. So you don't know. <laughs> okay, tough guy. <laughs> like I don't know if that's supposed to be scary. So the one thing we got to deal with is uh, the thing that uh, we've had other owners do is uh we had the stat man drop Urias on the fourth. Uh he didn't pick up anyone. So I think he's got an open slot. What? Yeah, he dropped Urias on Monday. He I see that here. I, I, I saw that on the transactions when I looked last night and I guess I didn't understand it, but I, I you know, at this point I assume that I don't know. It works itself out. The CBS website works itself out. Well, yeah, he'll just have an open slot um, to pick someone up, but of course, it, it can't. It's not a fab slot, so we. It's just something you got to monitor. That's all. Because it'll. Oh, somebody, yeah. Somebody will track. Yeah, yeah. So we, we just gotta know that uh, anybody Bill picks up in the next week or two is was really for Julio Urias. So that sounds that move sounds like it's punitive, doesn't it? It's, well, it's a it's probably some monkey point move. Oh, oh, Casey, if you're listening, I understand why. Well, I, I'm not speaking for Bill. I imagine he dropped them because of what Urias did, and just like you know, and, and then I, probably lost out on a bit. Yeah, you know what? You, you could always yeah, it, it could have been in that context, but in the end, it, it, we have rules to follow. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, yeah. it should have been part of the, the, the fab bidding. Yeah. But uh, hey, while, while we're on monkey points, yeah. I'm, I'm looking. Um, the second highest person with fab left looks like the Ducks have 17 points. Uh, Reb Alliance is still at 74. So they'll be able to. Maybe he can take that $74 and give it to his dad as part of uh, his oh. uh, tuition, tuition distribution. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my suggestion. Use it for tuition. <laughs> Yeah, Bob could use that. Yeah, $74. Dollars. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the uh, period standings. Of course, we have to change the week every time, and we'll get into that as well. Wait. Okay. Yeah. So the period standings for period 24 ending um, on the 10th. Bearcats have a big week at 67. Ducks have a really big week at 66. Statman is 65 and a half. Lakers is 61. Uh, but didn't lose too many points here. Uh, you, you have a nice week at 61, nice pitching week. That's the Hawaii surprise. Yeah, okay. Like a tsunami. Okay. okay. Hawks have a week in the 60s, and then the dudes, the Bulls, 49. That's tough with 10 offensive points when you're in a pennant race here. Um, yeah. And then myself, and I'm not sure if the Rebs realized, but he had 10. He, he led it with 10 <laughs> offensive points. And 16 and a half pitching points, which was just a tad higher than the Lakers' 14 pitching points. Uh, at significance, remember, like during the year, we would talk about sometimes Bill would have these crazy weeks of homers and, and stolen bases. Yeah. Well, he had 16 homers this week. Rick, Rick hit 14, which is a hell of a week. And he was, yeah, he, he didn't win the win the category. So Bill had 16 homers um, and 50 RBIs, which is a... Whoa. Yeah. I'm just looking at the Lakers pitching, if we can, can go over there for a second. Yeah. 8.56 ERA for the week. Yeah. 14 Only only 14 strikeouts while the Bulls had 40. Yikes. 
Well, he did have five souls. Yeah. And, and uh, obviously with that, no wins. Ooh, and a whip, 1.975. <laughs> yeah, and I think it, probably one of his relievers got busted up a little bit. But I think he's trying to hang on with the wins, and, and he's making some headway in the solds since the trade deadline. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, there, there's some significant stats I thought I, I saw. Then the overall, um, and I'm I'm showing – Overall, the Lakers Bearcats is seventy-two and a half. Wait a second. What are you looking on? I'm looking on my desktop, my laptop. Your your desktop says that because on my desktop says that they're tied at seventy-three. <laughs> oh, you know what? It just changed. How do you like that? CBS has just updated the website because when I looked eight o'clock this morning, they were tied. Yeah, they were tied. And now, they? yeah, and and now it matches. It matches. I I don't think CBS syncs between their desktop and mobile. And now it looks like they're the same because before we had different point levels. You were in ninth, and now you're in eighth. And uh, what what a mess this site is. Good lord. Well, the good thing is we only have like two and a half weeks left. So <laughs> you know we got we got to fight. Can we have a Okay, everybody that's listening to the podcast, give us the proper song for the CBS send-off. How, what song should we play? Um, I, I know one right off. off the bat. Right off the top of my head. What are you thinking? You know, the, the song that college students used to sing when uh, someone fouls out. Oh. Hey, hey, okay, hey. Donna. Goodbye. Hey, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to look at something a little bit more obscene. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the Lakers at 73, Bearcats at 72. So think about that. Bearcats have a huge week. Lakers have a really tough week, uh, relative, and they, yeah, whatever. I'm not sure what the hell's going on. Um, the Bulls at 68 and a half. The Hawks at 67 and a half. Um, He's right there. The stat men, we've talked about this before. Not sure if their pitching can can make a difference. I ugh, boy, the Bulls could drop out of the money. Could happen. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Leading most of the way. Yeah. Okay. Come around the last, uh, coming toward the finish line, down the stretch here on this horse, right? Yeah. Jeez, don't fall off, Bob. Stay on. Okay. Um, the Rebs pitching is still outstanding at thirty-five and a half points. He's got. Uh, 49 and a half total. Uh, your offense is worse than hit, the Rebs' offense, but your pitching. It's the worst in the league. It is the worst in the league, isn't it? But, but I'm up from single digits. Oh, you uh, were you at single digits recently? Yeah, man. Well, you sound proud of that. But... Yeah, well, I'm 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 proud to continue to fight. How about that? Okay, all right. Um, then I'm right behind you at 40 and a half. Ducks at 39 and a half and dudes at 32. It's probably going to finish there. Mm, yeah. yeah. First the worst. All right. Uh, so we'll have to keep on this, on this website at each week to make sure that, that they can, uh, boy, we, I, I don't even know if final standings would be accurate on Monday, the, the first or whatever, second. What, the second. second. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just about to say that, you know, these guys that are still in the race are probably going to awake in excitement like it's Christmas Day. Yeah, don't. And, yeah, we tell them, oh, I'm sorry, this is still December 22nd or something like that. Um, we need three days to figure out who really won the same thing. Maybe there'll be some hanging chads we have to think, figure out. <laughs> and somebody can declare that, you know, that they actually won. Hey, so if it if it comes down to that, I guess you and I are the Supreme Court because we we rule the airways. Um, yeah, because I'm t I'm taking bribes. So go ahead, pay me off now. <laughs> you should be a little more subtle. Like I could use a new screen screened in porch, something like that. Like that's how you take bribes. I can use a new mower. I have immunity. I have immunity. You There's do. Something can happen to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mr. Immunity. All right. 
Uh, what, what's next on the docket? Oh, boy. Let's see here. Um, hey, I got a question for you in our Ask the Chief segment. Um, I think last podcast we had talked about the major league standings and the major league teams, and I think I had asked you at that point, who do you think in both leagues are going to make the playoffs? And you told me to defer till the next podcast. So here we are. And it's your time to tell us, um, tell the league, tell everybody who's going to make the playoffs, uh, division winners, and then uh, wild card in both leagues. Uh, let's start with the American League. Okay. Uh, the American League, I think, is a little easier. Well, maybe not. Um, so I think the Orioles will win the East. I, I, I think they're too strong. The, the Jays lost Juan DeFranco. That's, that's got to hurt a little bit. Ray, you said the Rays? The, yeah, the Rays. The Rays lost Wander yeah. Franco. So I think the Orioles in the East, the Twins are easy pick in the Central. And I think the Astros are um, are going to win the West. Uh, Damn, that's something, isn't it? It is. And, and I always think, like, you can never underestimate that team. They're, they're, <laughs> I mean, they're really experienced and they're really good. And they understand that this is a this is a it's not a sprint. It, it, it's a long distance race, and they keep hanging in there, hanging in there, staying close, and finally took over first place. Yeah, that's that's well said. Yeah. And do you think? Uh, I I know you you talked about the Rays losing uh, Franco. Um, they're only behind the Orioles by three games. Think they hang on? Yeah, because games are left. Let's see, one thirty one. So about 18 games left. Does that sound right? Yeah, and I think they've been like to two to four games back for the last month. Okay. I, I think the Orioles have, have played well enough to just keep them at bay. I, I, I don't see them falling apart at this point. Uh, the wild card, I'm going to go with the Rays. Uh, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. Okay. And I'm going to go with the Mariners. I think... I think the Mariners, they, they've been playing really well lately. Um, I, it kind of reminds me of, what was it was it last year or the year before where the Cardinals won like 17 in a row or something like that? Do you, you remember? Well, that? That was, yeah, that was like two years ago because I had written them off at Labor Day and saying, well, at least we got into Labor Day with competitive games. And yeah, they, they they had that 17 game winning streak. Yeah. Um, now the Mariners haven't won. Right. The Mariners haven't won 17 straight games, but the, they had a hell of an August that put them back in the race. And I think they're young enough to stay excited, and and I think they're good enough to hold the Rangers off. Um, the Rangers would be a big disappointment if they did not make it with all the money they spent. Correct. So since the last time we we talked about the Mariners, they were really hot. But both them and Texas have gone cold and have lost seven out of the last ten. They have, yeah. And, and the Mariners are on a three-game losing streak right now. Yep. But that that August put them back in contention. Yes. Yeah. And I and yes. I think I think they're going to stay there. Uh, as far as the East, well, the the Braves are going to win the division. That's easy. Um, I think. Oh, the, wait, wait, wait. Let me let me just jump, jump back. So. You're saying that the Rangers are the odd team out because those are the yeah. I think those are the seven teams that you mentioned. So well, it looks like the rest of the league is out, right? Boston, Yankees, everybody else is out. Yeah, yeah. Los Angeles or the Angels? Yeah, they're out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it'll be the Mariners ahead of the Rangers. Gotcha. Okay. And um, then I guess in the next podcast we'll talk about uh, who you think is going to win. We'll run through the uh, playoff brackets. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Uh, with the National League, uh, the Braves are easy. That They're going to win the East. I think the Brewers will hang on, and they'll win the Central. And uh, the Dodgers are easy, too. They're going to they're gonna win the West again. Uh, they're 13 games ahead of the Diamondbacks. So, um, wow, that happened quick, didn't it? <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as the, the, um, the wild card, uh, I think the, Phil the Phillies are going to make it. Then there's there's really five teams after that. So you got the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, the Giants, and the Reds. Uh, 
the Reds have shown where they can play well, and then they've shown where they can't play well. The Giants, same thing. The Marlins, same thing. The Diamondbacks, the same thing. Cubs have the only one that have been fairly consistent, so I'm going to go with the Cubs. Okay. And as much as I want the Marlins to make it, I think it would be good for them. I, I, you know, they added Josh Bell at the trade deadline. Um, they made that big trade with Lopez to get him off and and um, bring up Eurestes Perez, who's pitched pretty well for a rookie. Um, I th- I think it's it's the Diamondbacks that are going to make it, and the Marlins are going to be out as well as the Giants and the Reds. So what okay. I think. Good. So, yeah, can you recap that for us? Yeah, so we're going to go the Braves, Dodgers, and Brewers as the division winners, and then okay. the Bills, Cubs, and Diamondbacks. Okay, so two each from each division. All right, that, that, yeah, I, and I guess the ones that are out then um, that are still in contention would be Miami and San Francisco, correct? Yeah, and the Reds are only a game and a half out as well. Oh, and the Reds, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so looks like there's three teams in each of the divisions that could still make the playoffs. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, then last week, I'll, I'll I'll give it a look if things are, are still close. Yeah. Now, just on a side note, and this is a shout-out to myself and Josh, uh, I picked the Diamondbacks as the sexy pick this year, and Josh picked the Cubs. Oh, wow. Really? You yep. went back and listened to that, huh? It, no, but I remembered it. Okay. It's well, good yeah. to you for remembering that. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah, I mean, neither one of those teams really should be should be there. Um, I guess they're both playing admirable baseball, but if, if it wasn't for a total collapse of the Cardinals and, and, and the Padres, those teams really shouldn't have gotten a sniff at the playoffs. But that's what happens in baseball. and got to maintain it over a whole season. So good good luck to them. It's, it's going to be interesting with some of these teams getting into the playoffs. For instance, let me ask you this. If you're the Dodgers, tell me, name name the three starters that you're going to throw in that first series. <laughs> or four, or, or I, I guess it'll be in the, the seven-game series in the second round, correct? Or is it a five-game series? I'm confused. I don't even know. No, I think it is. No, the Phillies won four games against the Braves last year. So yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yep. So so it'd be a four-man staff for the Dodgers. Who do you throw? Yeah, so you throw Kershaw. All right, there's one. <laughs> Bobby Miller. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess he's your number two, right? Yeah. Um, and then kind of figure it out from there. Jeez, oh man! Right. So that's that's my point. You know, is it Lance Lynn? Is it Ryan Tepio? Is it Emmett Sheehan? Well, it's, um, I guess it would be Lynn. Um, though he's he's four and two, but he's got a five ERA almost. Yeah, right. It's Lance Lynn. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's I, I don't know how they're doing this. I mean, look at the people, Bobby Miller. Ryan Tepio, Emmett Sheehan, Gavin Stone. These are all prospects. This team really did not be where it is at, at this point. Uh, if this were any other franchise, they, they, they would have pitching prospects this deep to keep them um, not only afloat, but way ahead of their nearest rival, which is the Diamondbacks. You know, like you said, they have a 13-game lead. It's, it's just interesting going into the playoffs because I don't think I don't think I think they said that Bueller, Walker Bueller, even though he had a minor league rehab, I think they have him out for the year. Dustin May's out for the year. Tony Gonsolin's out for the year. And we'll talk about Julio Urias in a second. Yeah. Uh, boy, uh, like a, they're going to struggle in a seven-game series. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. That's a good question. I'm looking at their pitching now. I, I – I mean, their leader in the innings was Urias and Kershaw at 117. Mm-hmm. That's half a year. There's, there's a lot of pitching questions out there, right? Mm. Um, you get beyond the Diamondbacks, Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, and it falls off pretty quick. Yeah, I guess it does, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, 
Brandon Fatt, Fox, Zach Davies, Ryan Nelson. It's going to be interesting. I, this is setting up well for the Phillies, but you just never know, do you? No, you don't. I mean, especially if bats go cold. I think, uh, yeah, even the Cubs are like that. The Cubs, yeah, you get past, well, Justin Steele, right? Well, you got Stroman. Steele. I don't know when Stroman's coming back. Yeah, Stroman's out. Kyle Hendricks, Tyone, Javier Assad. Yeah. Wow. Actually, the Phils might have a really good pitching staff relative to these guys. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, to me, smoke. it would be the Braves and the Phillies. But yeah. I don't want to taint your um, opinion next week or next No, week. yeah. Um, but I mean, I definitely would have got into it. I, I told you how to beat the Braves last last time. Yeah. Just, yeah, I don't. Boy, this is going to be a struggle. Uh, that, yeah, I guess whoever's offense is playing well. They're they're gonna win. Yeah, just bludgeoning teams to death, like a softball. <laughs> All right. Um, at text talk. Uh, well, obviously Julio Urias was arrested for domestic violence. The Hawks chime in. At least he didn't light someone on fire. I'm I'm guessing he's referencing Uga Thurbina. Yes. Who did that? But I think Urbina had a had a pretty good reason. I think I think they tried to kidnap his mom or something. Yeah, that's 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 a big difference. I yeah, yeah. I, I'd absolutely agree with that. I don't know if you should be hitting people with a machete and lighting them on fire for that, but you can understand how he lost his temper. Sure. Uh and if Bill chimed in, nope, uh, but plenty of teams have lit him up this year. And as <laughs> Which I thought was a great response. <laughs> it was. We had to go look at Urias's numbers and yeah, they it seems like everyone that gets on scores because his whip is pretty low. Uh, yeah, that's what it must be. I mean, he's was he a four sixty yeah. ERA this year. Yeah. But his uh, his what's his ratio one point one seven something like that. Pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe this makes up for the fact that he, you know, was, was it two years ago or last year he was seventh in the Cy Young voting when he had a when he won. He won 20 games that year, right? Yeah, it was 20 and three. Yeah. So this is this is uh, I guess this is regressing to the mean. Maybe he needs a, a prescription update in his goggles. He's a free agent this year, I believe. Well, he's going to be a free agent next year too, and the year after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. Yeah. And this is no joke now, no. right? Yeah, which it shouldn't be. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a free agent for a while. Dodgers, man, they they better hope. We just went through their pitching staff. They better hope some of these guys pan out. Well, think about this too, because uh, uh, this is the second case in a year. Trevor Bauer was placed on administrative leave last year. Yeah, what the hell's going on out there? What kind of culture is Dave Roberts have? I, I wonder if contracts contracts can be voided if you're placed on administrative leave, right? Well, they can be voided for conduct unbecoming, and I think That's domestic right. violence is one of them, and I think okay. what Trevor Bauer did is one. You know, I'm sure the union would fight it, but it's hard to fight that. Yeah, you don't you, That's not a good look to fight something like that. No. Now, you do that back channel and say, hey, can you give him the rest of this year just so he can pay for his defense and something like that. Yeah, and you yeah. know what? Later in the podcast, we're going to talk about uh, Lee's and, quote, retirement. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, okay, baseball news. I, I, I put in this baseball reference immaculate grid. You and I had a conversation about it earlier before we got on. Uh, you did play it once, and actually you asked me a question that was related to it. And I had no Unbeknownst idea. Unbeknownst to you, I asked yeah, that question. Yeah, right. Because you, you, were, you were out imbibing on a Monday afternoon. You were day drinking, right? I was. When I when I asked you that question. And I, I, I guess I had heard about this about six or eight weeks ago before Bob Kirk had, had mentioned it. And, yeah, you had given me an answer, which was a great answer. But I only played it that once and didn't really look. To, to understand. So so how does it work, and what's, what's the idea behind it? Yeah, so 
And Bob mentioned it in a text one time that said, you know, that we as a group have been playing Immaculate Grid for years um, in a sense that uh, our conversation. So each morning I get an email from Baseball Reference and it's a three by three grid with um, with questions. It's not questions, but I'm going to pull it up here because I've, I've saved a couple of them. Um, so on the vertical grid, it has All-Star, Atlanta Braves in the middle, and the uh, and Hall of Fame. And on the horizontal grid, it has Gold Glove, Dodgers, and 300 season, 300 batting, 300 batting average season. So it's asking me like, all right, the Dodger All-Star, right? Because that that those they interconnect there, and it's more than just putting a Dodger all-star in there. So you try to get uh, a more uh, obscure name than people would pick. Like most people will pick Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman, right? I would say Steve Garvey. Oh, Garvey. I went Bill Russell. Okay. Yeah. Um, So there's, there's a few of them that are easy. I'm going to say relatively easy and some that are hard. Um, so this is one from a while ago. So I needed an angel and a Detroit Tiger. So who, what player played for the Angels and the Tigers? If we go anywhere, I know it becomes difficult. But tell me who you put down. Frank Tanana. Oh, nice. So that was. And what percentage of people? So do so they, they grade? Do they have a grade, or is it based upon percentage of people that gave that answer? You're the latter one, based on the percentage of people who gave that answer. So it could change over time. Over the day, so I put up Frank Tanana at the time. It was six percent. Now this this was the best one I've ever had. It's the lowest one I've ever had. <coughs> a Yankee and a Met. Tom Seaver. Was he a Yankee? I believe so, wasn't he? He was a Red Sox. Look it up. Red Sox and look White it up Sox. While, while you're talking. Uh, I went really deep into my memory and picked Rafael Santana. I know he played for the Mets because he was the guy before Elster. And I thought he played for the Yankees when they when they got rid of him. And he was at 0.8%. Wow. And then you, there's there's nine possible answers, right? And you only get nine guesses. So on this one here, I, I couldn't figure out who played for the uh, Padres and the Tigers. I, I think I put in per, uh, Kurt Bavacqua, and I was wrong. But it's tough with these American League teams because we don't follow them a lot, right? So yeah, you're you're right. And and Tom Seaver never played for the Yankees. See that? Mm. Yeah, and some of them are really that. Like this other one that I saved. This was the first one I actually completed. It was a Diamondback and a Cleveland Indian slash Guardian, and it. I, I think I was at a store and it popped into my head. You know, you know who was that? Richie Sexton. What the heck? So I knew he played for the Indians, but I thought, man, I I might even had. I knew he played for the Brewers, and I'm thinking, I think he played with the Diamondbacks. I don't know, and I just typed it in and it worked. So. Okay, so a couple of things. Number one, let us know if you've played a match with Grid. Or if you're going to play. And, and what, what's the best way to find it? Just Google Immaculate Grid? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's okay. it's linked off of Baseball Reference, and then you, you you can just put your email in, and it'll send it, you know. Okay. And, and what would be awesome if we had a website that would allow us to do this, but to have a Bush League ah. Immaculate Grid, right? Yeah. That would be almost impossible. With <laughs> That would be almost impossible. I would love to see um, championship team on the one axis and then Bantam Roosters on the other axis. Okay. <laughs> okay, smart. <laughs> you talk about obscure references. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. That's fine. I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm still punchy. It's 411 Hawaii time. Right? All right. Yeah. So fair enough. Uh, Bryce Harper hits his 300th. This is the last time we met. 
Okay. Yeah, needs an average of 25 homers for the next eight years to get to 500. He'd be 38 years old. I really think this is a very attainable goal. Um, and it just shows you the career he's had. He'll have 500 home runs if he does this. I mean, and Pujols just retired with, what, 708 or something? Just how difficult, that, how consistently good, and how you have to stay away from injuries. Yeah, there it is. Something like that. yep. that's, that's amazing. Yeah, you, you got to stay on the field. And I and so, I right. go ahead. I point to Pulhos and uh, Miguel Cabrera. They stayed on yep. the field. Yeah. And Bryce Harper is headed toward a Hall of Fame career, don't you think? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I've watched. You know, since he got going when he came back from the IL, man, he is just really good. He he's like Bonds without steroids. He he doesn't have a lot of holes in his swing. He's a little more of a free swinger. He's got a bigger swing than Bonds. I'm not saying he's Barry Bonds. I'm just saying that when he gets in a groove, he he he's a really tough out, man. He's a really tough out right now. Yeah. 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 Which And he's a tough out that can put the ball out anywhere on the field. How about this? I, I, I won't jump on the Phillies train, but I'll probably um, I'll probably watch their, their, their playoff games once they get there. You know, I, I, I can't be a bandwagon person. Yeah, no, I get but it. Yeah. It should be interesting, though, to watch. Yeah, I, I think uh, well, he's, he's played 108 games this year. It's more than he played last year. Huh. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's hitting 294. He's got an 867, 104 times. He's striking out a little more. Um, yeah, I, I, I but he's, he's making more contact here. That's still not awful. I mean, it's a little over, what, 21, 22% breakout rate? That's not awful. Yeah, no, for a guy like him. Probably league average. Yeah. yeah. But he's also played 147 games and only struck out 117 times. So um, he, he he goes through periods where he can – he sees the ball well. I'm wondering how many of them are looking, too, or he's had bad calls on him and felt like he had the swing at pitches. Because I think he has a pretty hey, let good me let me ask you something. Speaking of bad calls, has has the umpiring improved at all, or is, is, are they about to be replaced? Uh, not replaced, but I hope they're not replaced. But they need to do something. I, and I I've only seen like small samples, um, and that's how I watch baseball sometimes. Like especially when it's a a a, a big pitch, you know, deep in the count. I I just in my head I just say, oh, it's a strike or that's a ball. And a lot of times I'm looking at stuff. I'm like, uh, th- that's not a strike. That catcher moved the damn glove. Like, they, How about this? Don't you think that as bad as we might think umpiring is, it's probably head and shoulders above where it was 20, 30, 40 years ago? You think so? I do. I do. Because there's a lot more technology. There's, there's grading systems. There's Yeah, I absolutely think so. Different okay. camera angles that they can they can ju- judge that on. And, and I think... Just like players, they're, they're, the umpires are better, but unfortunately, um, technology is going to replace them, supplant them, if you will. Yeah, probably. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, they did it in tennis years ago. 20 yeah, years that, ago. That looks spectacularly. Don't you think? Did yeah. you ever seen that? Yeah, the, the Cyclops or whatever they call it. Yeah, and it's that, good. That, that, that's, that's really good. I can't, players can still challenge. Yeah, yeah they can. I, and I can't imagine, like, you're trying to look at a ball that's fired at 140 miles an hour. Like, that's a tough game. I, I, I would still love to see, if we could recreate history, John McEnroe arguing with technology. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, you know, you, he probably played before, before and after the, the Cyclops thing. Yeah. And then, I don't know if he played after it. I think it was still before him. You think so? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I do. I, I do. In fact, I, I, I don't know if he makes a lot of reference to what he would have done. I mean, he's pretty. He's a pretty good announcer these days. Yeah, I think he's really good. I, and I've, I've, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna. I think the the finals was Sunday, right? Yes. The finals. Who, who do you know who won the match? I, I, I do. Uh, it was Djokovic. Yeah. He's met the death in straight sets. Okay. Yeah, I, I watched a little bit of Djokovic play, play that young American. 
and the American was in it. He was in it, and then he just he 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 beat him in straight sets. But you know, you got Djokovic. He's too tough, man. And I don't know who the won the women's. Do you know? I I do. It was Coco Golf, nineteen year old American. Did she end up winning it? Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, nineteen years old. Because that really was bad. that was bullcrap. What she had to deal with from that—I don't know where that other woman was from in Europe—that was just stalling. What, what, what do you mean bullcrap? What, what happened? Well, in her quarterfinal match, the 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 uh, her opponent was just stalling. At one point, she oh. she you know she was saying to the umpire that she wasn't ready. And Coco Groff—is that how you say her last name? Guff, yeah. Guff, Coco Guff. was saying yeah, like U-F-F. yeah. Wait a minute! It, she works off of my pace. I'm the one that's serving. I don't wait for her. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And and the the thing of these Europeans, they should know by now is that, that those New York fans will turn on you in a drop of a hat. I mean, this girl was half crying, the Coco's opponent, and I was glad. Yeah. You know, but anyway, we got off track um, with that one. That's okay. Surprisingly, I, I actually have been watching a lot of. You know, I watched uh, Wimbledon, and yeah. I didn't watch as much as the U.S. Open because it was not played at favorable times when you were away. I was, away. Yeah. And I, was, I was following it, of course. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There you go. You know, we are more. We are multidimensional. We, we can are. talk about anything. You name. You name a sport, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this Major League Baseball waivers thing in August, uh, towards the end of August, it hit pretty hard. Uh, Yankees. Talk about that for a second. Yankees wave Harrison Bader. Uh, the Angels, who just traded for Lucas Giuli- Giolito. Giolito. Yeah, they waive him. Uh, they waive Randall Grichik. Um Hunter Renfro was waived. I think he played on the Angels. By the Angels. And yeah. Josh Donaldson signed a minor league deal with the Brewers. I guess he was waived by the, by the Yankees. So I guess yeah. this replaces the August trade thing, the waiver trade? Uh, yeah, I, 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 well, you know, in the Angels case, we, we talked about this. I, I guess from a fan standpoint, it was a good move that they kept Otani around. We talked about this, but we also said that from an ownership side, it was a bad move because they should have probably gotten whatever they could for Otani at that point because they're the Angels and they're never going to make the playoffs. And they proceeded to lose, what was it, nine out of 10 games yeah. and just dropped yeah. out as soon as that happened. And then, um, I guess it was two days before the waiver moves, because you need two days before you can claim anybody. They put six players on, on waivers. You know, Ronaldo Lopez, who, yep. played, for the, who played for the White Sox. Dominic Leone, Gritzik, as you mentioned. Yep. Renfro, Giolito. Yeah. And um, it, it's really to save their contract, uh, that contract money, which I don't know how what it came to, a couple thousand dollars or a couple million dollars, something like that. But they're about to unload uh, Otani because he's not going to sign with them again. Yeah, back to the drawing board with limited cash because you got tied up with Brett Dome. And there are rumors, who knows if this is true, that they'd be willing to trade Mike Trout. Who knows? Yeah, and, and Trout, it, it, he got injured right after the trade deadline, so that didn't help matters. And he he just, he's been getting hurt the past couple of years. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what... Get if you were the Phillies, would you like to take a chance on him at his full contract price? Mm. Not full. I'm not. I don't know what you'd give away, right? Yeah, well, I'm not giving away. I'm not pay, taking on his full contract. I can tell you that. How about this? Would you trade? Would you trade Andrew Painter for for Mike Trout? Uh, no, because right now they don't need him. No, I wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. If he was a third baseman, I may be interested, but uh, they don't need him right now. I guess I, they're going to let Hoskins go. So they, uh, I don't know. I mean, th- they're playing really well now with what they got. So, and they probably need an arm more than they need a bat. Yeah, you know, just just a question. Yeah. You know, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia boy, essentially. You know, coming back home. Speaking of which, speaking of which, okay, um, I ESPN was was still on after the tennis match um, on, on our television, and um, I guess they were Mike. Excuse me. Um, the game was the Giants and the Rockies, and uh, Nolan Jones was oh. mic'd up. 
Was he? One of your favorite players, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you liked him. Yeah. And uh, they asked him, you know, who, who who's going to win the Super Bowl? And, of course, he said the Eagles. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's a he's – a, he lives – he's from that area, right? Yeah, I think he's from, like, Langhorn or somewhere okay. up in, in, yeah. in that area. Yeah. And he's, he's actually – Yeah, Langhorn. The Rockies brought him back up, and he's actually played pretty well. Yeah, interestingly enough, you know, he, he's an infielder by trade. They had him in center field last night. Yeah, the Indians had him in the outfield as well when he had him because I saw him play that, that one that one game. Um, and then uh, Steven Strasburg retires. So let's let's okay let's 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 rewind history. Um, Two thousand what was it? Thirteen, I think. Remember they sat him out of the playoffs because they were so worried about how many in the Twins. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals came back to beat the the Nationals without Steven Strasburg in that playoff series and went on to the World Series. Um, and people were up in arms, no pun intended, uh, about keeping him out of yep, I remember that. Out, out of mm-hmm. the rotation. And fortunately, in 2019, they were able to redeem that, um, was win the World Series, that type of thing. And then they signed him to a seven-year. $245 million contract, which is an AAV of $35 million. And then he proceeds to get hurt, was it in the 21 season? And hasn't really pitched since then? Oh, so pitch. Yeah. So he announced his retirement, but I, I think there's, they hit a snag here, because I, I think that the Nationals ownership group wanted to take his salary and defer it over time. And I don't know how they were going to do that, whether they were going to make him part of management team, that, that that sort of thing. And if you retire from a contract, are you obligated as a team to pay that contract? Different from getting hurt. And I think this is the sticking point because they were going to have a retirement day and that's all been put on hold. And I, I don't know what's happening. Well, it says in baseball reference that he signed through 2023. His earliest free agent is 2024. Really? So, yeah. That's what I'm looking at. That's interesting because, yeah, they said it signed a four-year, $140 million contract. And I saw seven years, 245 uh, Yeah. I would go with baseball reference. You wouldn't? I I would. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said he signed I through would, 2023. Sure I saw that. I'm not sure if I... I probably saw it on the Major League Baseball uh, website, which is probably a reason not to trust it. <laughs> so in 19, he made 38 million, and then 35, 35, 35, 35. Huh. And then the two years prior, he made 18, which is probably arbitration. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. If you Google Steven Strasburg's contract, yeah. Uh, it said that he signed a seven-year, $245 million contract after the World Series in 2019. Okay, well, that would make sense then. All right, so maybe this is right. He announces retirement, and it answers your question that he gets paid through this year, and that's it. He was retired. Oh, so there, oh, so baseball reference is already assuming. I got it, that he's retired. Yeah. He really, okay. Yeah, because you're right. The AAV checks out at at, at thirty five million. Yeah, so that that that's what it must be. Yep. So he's on the sixty day DL, which he still gets paid for, and announces his retirement at the end of the year. And there you go. That's it. No, yeah, he shouldn't get he shouldn't get paid. Although, and I I know different sports are are handle contracts differently, but. Mary Lemieux did that, and he he instead of being paid, he took over a portion of the of the Penguins. Okay, but he had cancer, so it might have been the type of thing where they like, hey, and he he was like a legend. He's a legend there, like so. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's higher than Strasburg is, you know. So, um, yeah, I wonder if that's 
if that's what Major League or Baseball Reference is looking at. That yeah, well, stay, stay tuned. Cause I don't think that's I don't think that's resolved. And there's rumors that uh, uh, Rob Manfred's getting involved for some reason. So you know, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen there? Oh, boy, just stay out of it, dude. Yeah. All right, we do have a twib note this week brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. This is one of my Barnstormer beers, uh, Silent Disco. It's a cool name, right? Uh, Silent Disco. It's from Funk Brewing Company in a May SPA. Uh, 6.8 ABV. It's a little on the high side. Beer Advocate has a 91. I have it at a 90. Rooster Towns. It was really good. So if you ever have What type of beer was it? I don't know. Probably an IPA, because that's normally what these microbrews do. It it was a while ago I had this thing, okay. probably a couple okay. of months ago. But if if you're ever in that Emmaus area, or if you have a chance to try this silent disco from Funk Brewing Company, um, it's it's definitely worth it. I I thought it was good. Should we be able to see the talons on the uh, on the can? No. They refuse to put my opinion on these cats. <laughs> I've I've hey, written I, stern letters. Reveal? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I sent you a picture. I actually went yeah. to the Kona Brewing in Kona, uh, Kailua Kona in, in Hawaii. And the the, the brew pub itself, uh, I guess it was actually the brewery, it, it, their flagship one, uh, is was spectacular. Um, it was probably the second nicest brew pub that I've been to in terms of just its looks and its ambiance next to uh, Stone Brewing in, in San Diego. Um, I, I had one of their, uh, what they call the Scratch series. So it, it was a, um, um, you know, limited release. Um, but yeah, they, it, it, it was great. Went there twice. I went to the other uh Brewery that was uh, right across town, uh, Ola Brewing, and I had that Lily Koi Lime Milkshake IPA, and it it actually delivered. It it was delicious, absolutely delicious. So um, it, it was a hazy, it's essentially a hazy IPA okay. with right. Lily Koi and lime in it, which was helped to to add to the uh, you know bittering and offset by the the lactose from the the, the haze, hazy or milkshake. Yeah, it was it was delightful. So uh, that's what I was going to ask you. So that milkshake type beer is essentially a, a, a really hazy IPA, foamy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think, and again, we're reaching out to Rick to correct me if I'm wrong. The lactose that they add, which gives it the name milkshake, adds to the haze uh, uh, coloring okay. of, of of beers. Which I I kind of like. At first, I was a little intimidated by them because they they just don't look appealing to me. But I like the hazies. Yeah, are you one of these? Okay, are you one of these people? Let me guess. All right, well, let's let's play a little game here. Um, if you drink orange juice, you probably like it without the pulp, right? Yes, I don't like the pulp. Yeah, of course, of course, because because you know oranges don't traditionally have pulp in them. Um, what about peanut butter? You probably like smooth as opposed to chunky, right? I like them both equally. Really? Yes. Okay, that's that's surprising. Yeah, yeah I just you know I know like people don't like a lot of taste in their food. Most people. <laughs> Well, I will, t I will tell you, uh, and uh, I, I appreciate my mom doing this. Is uh, like when if she would make tuna salad or or egg salad or something like that, you know, for sandwiches. Um, I hate anything crunchy in those things. So I she would put like celery, chop up celery in it. Yeah. Ah, it's just I just hate the texture of it. And so uh, when I was a kid, she would make some without it. So. Because I couldn't really, yeah. And then she taught me how to wow. make it, and that was that. I had to make it myself. So, so that that's like runs contra to you saying you like crunchy peanut butter, right? Because you know you don't like. That I know. You think you'd like that crunch? Yeah, I know. It's it's, but I, maybe because I expect it, it's peanuts, so I expect the peanut crunch. I don't expect celery in my egg salad. But you don't expect pulp in your orange juice. No. <laughs> all right. Well, you're, you're kind of all over. Maybe you have an immaculate grid for you for food. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, brother. Uh, and I, I, you sent me that picture of the one brewery, and it looked awesome there. It just looks so yeah, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Kona Brewing was, you know, uh, 
unfortunately, or I, I guess it really doesn't matter as long as they keep their beers consistent. Um, uh, they're, they're owned by Anheuser Busch, but most of those mid-level breweries now that that market um, are, are yeah. unless you find them on the East Coast, most of them are, are probably owned by a major brewery. They, they just don't let people know it. So beer snobs like me, you know, rebel against that. Right. And I did have a question. You said about a scratch. Um, it limited, yeah. limited release. Is that because they're like yeah. testing it or is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a limited brew size. Uh, they're, they're, they're just trying different things and, um, you yeah. know, don't want to ship it out to everybody in case it, it, it fails. And yeah, they got to keep, they got to keep regulars coming back for some reason, right? You, you just don't order your, your, your Ling, Yingling or, you know, Coors Light or Bud Light all the time, which, you know, I don't know why people would order those anyway, but. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right. All right. What are you walking off with? Oh, I got, I got, you know, uh, my list here. Um, as normal, uh, this will probably be the last PSA looking for volunteers to schedule or slash host the BL championship party. Um, all suggestions are, are welcome. Um, you know, um, I'm not going to be winning this. So, you know, whether we have a party or not is, you know, here nor there. <laughs> that sounds rude, doesn't it? It does, but yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, second thing is, is if anybody is interested in appearing on season-ending podcasts, um, we would take the bottom half on our next podcast, which is scheduled for actually going to be a Sunday night at 5 o'clock on, let's see, September what 24th? Correct. Yep. So if you're in the bottom half, text either one of us or both of us that you would be willing to go on the podcast on Sunday night, September 24th. Or if you're in the top half and would like to appear on the podcast, um, we have that scheduled for October, I believe it is October 8th, a week after the season. Yeah, correct. And first come, first serve in those uh, those time frames. So we, we, I guess the thought process was the bottom half won't be obviously in the championship running, so we don't need to know. And um, by the time the top half appears on the show, we'll, we'll have the stand. Well, maybe we won't have the standings with CBS. You know, it might, we may not know the end uh, who won at that point. So we'll see. Um, and lastly, in my walk-off, uh, a huge mahalo to those who contributed to uh, the Lahaina family. Um, you know, uh, it was a direct Venmo to the family. Um, I told um, my oldest daughter, Leah, who knew the family, and I said, hey, you know, people from the Bush League have contributed. And she actually had tears in her eyes and said, they really did? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, how did, how did they know? And I said, I just put it out there on the podcast and they came back to me and contributed. So she was, she was thankful as I'm sure the family was too. So uh, mahalo to, to, to you guys. Uh, much appreciated. Right. What are you walking off with? Uh, so I, I think it was, uh, it was last Saturday, not this past Saturday, but the previous Saturday, I had to fill in for Rick to for his uh football draft he was at Why, the, where would he rick was at the penn state west virginia game so he contacted me like a couple weeks prior he said hey can you can you do this for me and i'm like yeah sure I'll, i mean just tell me you know what direction you want to go or whatever and he said nah just just draft i'll figure it out so uh i did that i showed up the draft was at one o'clock and it's a you know, football drafts are just snake drafts for the most part. Um, I showed up. Uh, Online or in person? Well, uh, half the league was there and half the league was online. Okay. Okay. And this is a 10 person league? 12. 12. 12 Sorry. person. Okay. So maybe a little more than okay. half was there. So maybe, okay. you know, seven of the 12 were there. I was okay. there. Yeah. So um, the draft's supposed to start at one. They have someone that is monitoring the um, – it's an online draft. So if you're online, you pick someone, but I don't know who you picked, right, because I'm not online. So, you know, they have a, someone who puts stickers up on a board like we used to do. And um, then when I pick, 
you have to put the sticker on the board, but actually load it into the into the website as well, you know, on the draft website so that people online can see it. Starts at one o'clock. First pick is in at one o'clock. Second pick, uh, the guy was there waiting to, you know, he, he was going to pick. And they got into a 20-minute conversation of potential rule changes for this year. <laughs> Mind you, that the four that are five that are online can't hear the conversation. <laughs> they were actually talking about rule changes for this year. And while the draft is going on, and, and that's what I texted you. I think I shot you a text right then, like, you wouldn't believe what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> These guys, of course, I don't get involved. I say all that to say we are organized, well-run machine. We as in the bush. <laughs> as much as we have our little quirks and idiosyncrasies and stuff, our heads would be popping off our shoulders if someone brought up a rule change after the draft started. What was the point of bringing it up? I don't, I don't understand it. It seemed like it was common practice. Because no one brought up, like, why are you bringing this up now? No one mentioned that. What were the ages of these people? Our age. It's the same demographics as our league. How does Rick know them? Uh, we were in the Air Force with them. Oh, so did you know some of these people beforehand? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Were you surprised by it? I was a little surprised by it. Yeah. Really? Okay. Because it was outside their normal work habits? Uh, yeah. It was outside their normal work habits. Yep. Yeah. So what, 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 was, what was resolved there? Give, give me an example, like what happened and how it was resolved. Okay. So they have a one player retention each year. All right. So you, you draft and from the previous year, Rick kept the receiver. He got him in the sixth round in the 22 draft. So he had the rule is you move up two rounds. So now he got that receiver for the fourth round pick, right? Okay. Which seems pretty reasonable, whatever. Yeah, all right. But then they brought up, like, you can only, you can only keep that player for one year. Like, Rick can't keep that player again. Okay. But someone said, well, nope. what, what if Rick trades that receiver – to someone else, can that person retain him? Because he's only re he hasn't been retained by that owner before. Okay. Half the they were completely split, and one guy really wasn't sure what the question was. <laughs> so, and I'm going to say alcohol wasn't involved in this because no one was. It literally, it just started, and maybe people just cracked open the first beer. It was it was a complete cluster, mm. complete cluster. So as I'm I'm listening to all this and and I I was thinking like yeah we are well organized. In fact, before I left, I mentioned to the guy's house I was at who who I know pretty well, and I'm like hey, in order to alleviate that, we have a winter meeting, and everyone's supposed to come with rule changes typed out, sent out beforehand, and then we vote on it. And so everyone knows the deal before we get to the draft. And was he, it catharsis for them? What do you, uh, that idea? Were, were, they, were they like, oh, wow, that was a great idea? Um, no, I think his response was, yeah, we've tried that, but I can't get these guys, you know, all together, uh, you know, to to meet. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I said, it's, I'm not, it's just a thought. I'm just telling you it might alleviate this. It, did any of you guys out rank? Thank you. Could you just no. pull rank? No. No, it's not my just lead. Just pull rank and say, here's no. how we're going to do it. No, I, I, I'd be, I'm curious. I did talk to Rick afterward, and he was just cracking up. He's like, and I, I can't remember if he said that happens every year, but he. he I think for, he set you up. <laughs> I think for, like, he probably sits on his hands till he can't take it anymore. And then he chimes in like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. We're not, yeah, we're not changing anything now. Yeah. Mm. But he, well, if, it, for a league like this, he's probably like, you know, he, he goes with the flow. 
Well, it, it had to be bad if we, if we look like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, we are a well-oiled machine. I don't hear any if – if I hear complaints, I'm going to send you to that draft the next year, and then you tell me. You tell me how nice. how well we're doing. Yeah, I think we're very organized. Uh, and I, I think uh, anything that lasts a few decades is very organized. There you go. How long has this league been in existence? Probably 10 years. Okay. Ish. All right. Maybe not yeah, that long. My, yeah. My final question to you: Are you in another, any other um, fantasy leagues or football leagues or whatever? Yeah. Uh, Christie's family has a league. It's just a fun family league. It doesn't cost anything. Um, it's it's all her yeah. cousins and and uh, Case and I are in it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, don't you love people that say, "Oh yeah." Fantasy looks like baseball starting to get into this now. Fantasy was started with football. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Whenever I hear that, I hope you correct people. I do, I do, and I, I, I tell them if you want the first Bush League report, I have it, and you can see it was done on a typewriter. So nice. Clearly done on a do, typewriter. Do you say it disparagingly to people as if they're stupid? I hope so. Oh yeah, I do. Good, good. Yeah. thank you. And then they always ask me, like, how'd you do it without a computer? I'm like, well, I don't know. You live life without a computer. I live most of my life without a computer. Figure it out. Shit. I can't fix That's everyone's problem. Yeah. All right. Next time we're on is like you said, it is Sunday, September 24th at 5 p.m. Yep. Looking for bottom half volunteers if anybody is interested. And then Monday, October 9th, a week after the season ends. Um, and, and just a note, and, uh, you know, and this would be a good barometer of how many people actually listen now, because we don't get, if we only get like one or two texts. You could, you could pretty much say how many, um, sure. listen, and we want negative responses. Like if you can't do it on the 24th or you can't do it Ooh, on the 9th, that way, people out now, yeah, right? I, I, yep. We want negative responses. We want negative yeah. and positive and We response. don't want to hear. We don't want to hear that, Roger. You you didn't send them the link to the, this week's podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, and if well, if you do hear this this podcast, uh, you you found out that I can do stuff on a on a new computer, and I can save all my hot links and save all my passwords, and yeah, because this is a brand new computer. I loaded Audacity again, and We'll see how it works. Nice. All right. Well, hey, good luck to you uh, to those teams that are still in the race. And for those of you that aren't, there's only three more weeks of suffering. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I'll talk to you in two weeks. See you, Chief. Aloha.